only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Welcome to Saturday Night Podcast. I'm your moderator. My name is Lauren. Oh, it's about 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, February 17th, 2018. Um, we have a guest speaker tonight. The room for callers is now muted. The chat room is open. You can chat among yourselves. Whenever I'm having an interview or my own personal commentaries, uh, I never engage with chat nor callers because I don't want to be distracted. At the commence of the interview, if you're calling in, just go ahead and start eight on your phone. I'll see you on the board. Um, and then you can direct uh, any and all questions to our speaker tonight. Uh, final note, all comments and opinions of my callers do not necessarily reflect my own. However, we are in a communications forum and there is much to gain. And with that, we can all uh, mentally, intellectually grow. Knowledge is power. So, everyone, without further ado, uh, as they like to say in show business, let's go ahead and uh, get the show on the road. Hi, you reached the right place. Good evening. My name is Lauren. Welcome to tonight's podcast. Oh, it's Saturday, February 17th. 2018. I've got some real class for you tonight. Our guest speaker, Tara, born into MK Ultra, gonna break down this system of mind control that has plagued our society for decades. Oh, we're gonna get good understanding, and not just with the media or Hollywood is trying to sell us. MK Ultra is mind control in which a person is systematically, emotionally broken down to become someone's robot at will. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our speaker, Tara. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Tara. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I'm so glad you are able to come tonight, and it's part two. And... Tara, we, we we do have the audience a, a lot of questions, and uh, to gain better understanding, as I said before, we have heard the term MK Ultra, and especially in the targeted community, um, but many of us never knew that uh, an innocent baby is can be put under MK Ultra literally at birth. Um, it happens our time. They're still doing it. My gosh, they're still doing it. When you realized you were a victim of MKUltra at birth, um, were your parents, in fact, very quiet? I mean, did you even know you were um, adopted, or did they totally treat you like we're your natural mom and dad? They, The family story is that I was born to them. 
and they're very adamant about that. Now, honestly, of my four sisters and I, I don't know. I mean, the people that raised me may be my natural parents, or they may not. Um, I know that there are parts of my origin story that can't be true, but I don't know much more than that. Wow. And as you were, again, born to your mom and dad, was it just the three of you in the house? Were you, like, basically, were you an only it child? Was, it was the three of us. We had, um, they had all five of us very briefly when I was around six or seven years old. And then there were periods before that when they had one of my sisters with us. But in in general, um, it was just me. That's it. And there was the family story is that I was an only child. But I know that can't be true. I have memories that conflict with that. Um, did did your um, you know at the time your adopted parents and as you were growing up. Tara, did they try to show you some good times, you know, taking you to maybe amusement parks or, you know, like normal family stuff that you can recall? My grandparents took me to amusement parks and usually took me with them on vacation but once a year. But um, my parents, because of my dad's alcoholism and his drug addiction, they were usually too broke. To go out and do anything fun, and uh, my mom, uh, before the age of six, was a pretty good mom, uh, very attentive and affectionate. And my dad was affectionate only when he had something to gain by it. He was a total narcissist. Oh my God! And very dangerous. Did you? You never really then because of that. You never really bonded with. You preferred your mother, of course. Then. Actually, no. Uh, strangely enough, uh, thanks to Stockholm syndrome, I was the daddy's girl. The less he paid attention to me, the more I hungered for a dad. Oh, my gosh, and it didn't bond with mom. Um, do you think they directed you then, Tara, Would you begin getting older, you know, high school? Did they want you to go to college? Were they trying to choose the husband for you? Or do you feel like they had my life? dad? My dad yeah, tried thinking? to choose a husband for me when I was 12 or 13, around the time of my 13th birthday. Are you kidding? Whoa. No, no he didn't want the financial burden of raising a little girl. He was tired of me trying to expose him for the abuse, and he was trying to get rid of me. You think he he was um, trying to make sure to get rid of you so his life wouldn't be in jeopardy with the law? Maybe. Um, I... 
told anyone who would listen when he murdered my baby brother. And I was about, I think about five or six when that happened, maybe six. Oh, my God. And your mother never said she she lost her baby? Never? I'm sure she did. And after he uh, escaped with just a slap on the wrist, mm-hmm. escaped the law with just a slap on the wrist, um, I'm relatively sure she was sent to a mental hospital and had everything known to mankind thrown at her in terms of, you know, electric shock therapy and drugs and all of that. Um, if you, you, um, like you, like you, like you said before, you had, uh, Stockholm Syndrome, so that was a bond with your father. Does that make it hard for you to have relationships with other men? Did you, I mean, maybe not at 13, but as you grew a little older, did you want marriage yourself? Um, I would get very triggered if I tried to have voluntary, uh, relations and it would bring out all sorts of odd behavior in me. So having so having sex made you uh, it triggered you basically. Oh uh-huh. yeah, uh, a lot of incest survivors get triggered by yeah. having sex, and most of them don't have really destructive things that they do, but a few of us do. So, did or do, you know, as you get older, you tend to heal as long as you're not still currently being abused. You heal somewhat, even without a therapist or anything like that. So, I was one of your triggers by having sex, it was uh, tied to abuse, um from your dad? Did it get better by being with other men and the abuse wasn't with it? Does that have, Basically, did that help the trigger go away, I guess? Well, I was in abusive relationships off and on until um, 2007. So, um, it wasn't until 2009 or 2010 that I started to feel that I was shaking free of that. Wow. And, of course, when you first meet, like all abusive men, uh, they acted very normal. It's just when they you get into the relationship, you see the other side. Right. They can play Mr. Charming pretty good. When they oh, yeah. <laughs> and the thing with my relationships with abusers, is they would appear out of the blue and tell me that I'd had a long relationship with them. Oh, my God. And then you mentioned on Wednesday's interview, we're just recapping here, a lot of the men you became involved with, you believe strongly they were handlers. Yeah. I was told that outright by several of them. And... um, experienced that, you know, that they were doing everything to try to keep my programming in place. 
Um, how would they? What would they do to keep it in place? Use a lot of triggers or what? Um, there was periodic torture until 2007 uh, with electricity and uh, gang rapes and just whatever was handy at the time to try to reinforce my programming. Oh, my God. When you say gang rapes, you mean the handlers would invite other men to participate? Yeah, and my punishment for trying to escape sometimes was that I would be set up to be gang raped. Oh, my God, that's horrible. Are all of these rapists a part of the cult? And and I want to make sure we understand what cult, uh, your definition of cult is. It's a Satanist? Um, I call them Satanists. They don't usually call themselves that. They call if they call themselves anything, it's more usually um, Luciferians or Illuminati, and that's a little misleading too because there's actually two groups of Illuminati worldwide, and one is this dreadful satanic cult, and then the other is a lot of people who are very gifted and. Uh, are trained on the leading edge of science, like physics and medicine and all of that. Are, are they like the good Illuminati, if they're on physics or science, or, or both part, groups most, bad? Most of them are good, and there's very little and almost no overlap between the two groups. Oh, so they are distinct. They belong to one group or the other. They don't? Usually, yes, because, because the scientists who call themselves Illuminati are usually bright enough to weed out anybody who comes in as a Satanist. Um, and they have um, they have very little fraternizing with each other as well. Well, yes and no. Um, the reason I say that is that a lot of us kids, if we were unusually gifted, that was the reason that we were brought into the MK Ultra or the Monarch program. Oh. Um, did you ever discover um, if you were, in fact, gifted, Tara? Yeah, I seem to be. Um, there are some things I can't talk about because it falls under the Secrets Act. And mm-hmm. they make you swear an oath that you won't talk about it. But um, when I was married to a physicist, I we used to bounce ideas off each other. And if he could put it in layman's terms so I could understand it, I could venture useful opinions. So... Um. Do you feel, as you look back on it, the physicist that you were married to, do you think he was a handler as well? I don't think so. He was awfully strict with our family. Mm -hmm. And I, at the time, felt that it was abuse, and I still am in uh, in doubt a little bit about that. Um, But 
I think most of it was an effort to protect us from the powers that be. Um, I had given birth to a little boy who was extremely bright and gifted, and the state took him away because they didn't approve of that we were not trying to actually educate him. He wasn't even two years old yet. Oh, my God. Do you think that that the state was involved in this conspiracy to take your child? Absolutely. They said so. You know, we had to fight for him in court, and uh, we never got him back because they they had their own agenda and of how he was going to be raised. We were not allowed to educate him ourselves. Horrible. Yeah. What is horrible? He made um, Mm -hmm. the news when he got into college at the age of 10. Oh, my God, he was a genius. He was a genius then, age 10? Oh, yeah. He was... We knew he was a genius, and we had other children. And I probably would have handled him a little differently if I hadn't been kind of swamped. But I don't think I'd have let him read the news or watch the news on TV, you know, as young as he was, if I hadn't been kind of swamped with the other children. But um, And they disapproved because I... Hired a little thirteen-year-old to keep him happy during every night when I prepared supper for the family and sat down to nurse my youngest child, and uh, that evidently was not okay. Even though I was in the next room, uh, it, she was too young to be caring for him. It was only for an hour a day. So. Now, when they took your little boy away, let me make sure I get this true. You you actually had several other kids. Did they take all of your children away from you, Tara? Oh, all yeah. Of them? It's horrible. Uh, yeah, most of them were taken right at birth. Oh, my God. And it was, again, backed by the state that's involved, the state. Yeah, Something. yeah. And it's most horrible. of my kids. Most of my kids were put into abusive homes. The ones that didn't wind up with my ex, who was quite abusive. And I have more than one ex, so I'm not saying all of them were. But um, the one in particular who had most of my kids was quite abusive. He had a room full of um, medieval torture implements. And uh, I turned those implements over to the sheriff, and he managed to worm his way out of it. He didn't go to prison. It seemed like every time I did anything, he'd worm his way out of it. I turned over a massive amount of child porn that I discovered in the house, and he didn't get arrested for that. And... uh, I got court orders that he was to leave the home and not to be anywhere. Him and his brothers were not to be anywhere near my kids, and he somehow wormed his way out of that. Uh, it was really bad. My God, it is. 
Um, have any of your children ever tried to reach back or contact you, Tara, or not at all? Um, most of them haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that happens in these satanic cults is they swap children around a lot. They may mm-hmm. one year claim that so-and-so is an unfit parent so they can take the baby away from them and then in the same year make that person a foster parent. So it's really all about breaking down the bonds between parent and child in order to enable the abuse and the programming because people are more strenuous sometimes about not allowing abuse of biological children than if they're still reeling from the loss of their biological children and they're expected to raise one that's not there biologically. Oh, my God. Um, And then let me make sure I understand. Of all the horrific things you've had to endure your whole life, Tara, then, like we we talked about Wednesday, the biggest kiss-off is all of a sudden, now after everything you've been through your whole life, I'm going to now make you a targeted individual. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I would say the biggest thing was losing my children, but being a targeted individual was no fun either. I mean, at no, one point, at one point they deprived me of sleep for almost a year. So, what what do you think they want to gain when they deprive us of sleep? Really, what are they trying to really do? You go Kill into us? A, you go into a state that's similar to hypnosis. And you're much easier to program. And a lot of it's just plain, pure, sadistic torture. I really see no rhyme or reason to a lot of the things they do. Now, I... I, um... (laughs) Pardon me. Sure. I'm sure they have some deviant purpose for their behavior, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure that we targeted individuals um, as non-deviants are ever going to fully understand (laughs) what they're about. You got that right. Uh, Now that you've become uh, a targeted individual, do, do you think your perps are different, or do you think it's a still a spillover from the MK Ultra pervert? Um, that's hard to say. There have been attempts to program me even in more recent years. Um, I don't know for sure, but I don't think it's my ex is targeting me at this time. I And of course, my Primary childhood abusers have died. They were old and in ill health, so I, I can't I can't say that the same thing that same people who abused me as a child and a young woman are the ones abusing me now. I I really don't think so. Do they? And I always thought when the abusers are in this program that they got very wealthy. I just assumed they were, they were making money hand over fist. Some of them were, yeah. 
do you sometimes, now that you're away from all of that, do you ever have black flashes, flashbacks of triggering, or do you feel even calmer now? What do you think? I have flashbacks. Um, if I attempt to be physically intimate, I get <laughs> flashbacks um, to the point that I don't know where I am or who I'm with. Um, and they generally only last a minute or two, but it's quite upsetting. Moments sometimes of anger, bitterness? Um, I'm doing pretty good on that score. That's cool. But not as, not as well as one would hope, I guess. Um, they, I, I'm reluctant to describe what I go through bit, um, on the call because it could be accessed by the general public or my perps. That's true. But, we can we are recording it, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we are, though. No, I'm okay. I have to uh, be no, careful no. about that. I, I think I'll go ahead and say it. Most recently, my so-called perp is uh, one of my sons, and he gets the V2K from me, and I get V2K from him, and they've got us hive-minded some kind of way. And um, I discovered, I didn't realize that I was still full of bitterness and hate until that happened because I realized that I was talking to my dad and my perpetrators quite a lot, you know, my exes and that sort of thing, in my head and cussing them out and saying all sorts of evil things. And, of course, my son would just recoil in horror you know, and that's what I would get on the link was him, you know, terribly upset at the things I would say, you know, because he thought I was saying it to him. So I started praying and asking God to show me a scripture I could stand on to put a stop to that because I realized I was pretty much obsessed with not having had justice against these people and that it was poisoning my mind and my spirit, you know, not to mention my relationship with my son, my poor son. And um, I was led to a scripture in uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, uh, that talks about how if you roll your works onto the Lord, he'll bring your thoughts in line with what he would desire, and um, that helped immensely. I still have my moments, but not just in the last three or four months, it's gotten a lot better. Do you, um, do you, does your V2K, you have it now, do they talk to you incessantly, or just once in a oh, yeah. moon? Yeah, and I'm fortunate that he doesn't talk very much, and when he does, it's never anything unkind but when I was young a young child I had B2K and it was always my dad's voice and just saying the worst most awful horrifying things you can imagine 
Do you, do you feel that your dad had you hooked up with V2K as a child? Definitely. Um, possibly. Because you know that can use anyone's evil, voice. But... It is. It's an evil, wicked thing. And sometimes they tell us we, they can change voices, Sarah. We don't know really who it is. Right, because I would, I would check with him sometimes to see if he said it, mm-hmm. said whatever I had heard, and he would always be kind of horrified, like, oh, no, I don't even think that. I would never mm-hmm. have said it. So I think it was just a way to terrorize a very young child. And I don't know that he was even involved with that necessarily. I, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt on that because, um, well, I probably shouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt on it because he did so many other evil things. But Mm -hmm. um, it seemed like whenever I checked with him, he was like, oh, my God, no, you know. But it was just uh, voice in my head. Um, I have a question too, Tara, uh, that I want to find out about this, these cults, Luciferians and stuff. If we um, fast forward it to right now, 2018, like when you're going and taking care of business, can you can you spot out these Luciferians, like in supermarkets or banks and shit like that? Do they look like regular people? How do they feel? They look like regular people. Um, Mm -hmm. The most recent time I was taken to a satanic ritual was, um, I think, December 21st of last year. That's two weeks. December 21st. You mean 2016? 2017. 2017? It may have been earlier than that in the year, but... Um, basically, they hid a child in my closet. I got home. I didn't know she was there. And, again, I live in a security building, and the reason I haven't moved is because it's a security building. And I don't know who let the woman in to the building, but it was someone I knew from church, and she came to the door, and my my little one, I heard her come out of the closet and let her in, and this woman showed up in my bedroom with a gun, and just absolutely wild-eyed. She didn't look at all the way she does at church, and she's actually, you know, in the daytime when you meet her when she's not out of her mind, she's a wonderful person. She, she, um... Spends a lot of her time helping and blessing others. So I don't know what they did to her to turn her into a mindless, you know, terrified robot for them. But she very clearly was not acting under her own desires when when she let herself into my apartment and demanded that I come with her. Wait a minute, and she had a gun. Did you have to go with her? Did you go with her? Well, yeah. Even if I'd had a gun myself, I wasn't going to shoot her. (laughs) Well, okay. Where where did she take you? She took me to a church locally, and um, the ritual was held in a church because it was too cold to hold it outdoors. 
they prefer to hold, most of them prefer to hold their rituals outdoors. And when the weather won't permit, then they hold them in churches and try, usually churches, not always, but usually churches, so that they can try to defile the church. Because they they don't realize that the church is not a building, the church is people. And when they they call themselves defiling it because it'd be on hollowed ground, what we consider a lot of churches and synagogues, right? Well, I don't think I've ever been to a ritual at a synagogue, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me. Um, Tara, I've heard that sometimes they use churches, the basements, or churches on weekend nights that nobody knows are there at nighttime. Is that true? They right, and it's usually not people who are members of that church. And usually the um, leadership, the pastors and elders don't know anything about it unless someone's been planted in the church years before. Um, oh, because again, they want to, they, some of the these Luciferians want to plant themselves, of course, in churches to, to do Yeah, that. they do. And fortunately, what quite often happens is some, sometimes sooner or later they get saved. <laughs> so it works that way sometimes. I know a lady at the Salvation Army here who was uh, infiltrating and doing a very good job of infiltrating, leading a real double lifestyle um, not that long ago. I mean, we're talking 10 years maybe that she was like this. And she got gloriously saved. She's a wonderful person now. I wouldn't have given you two cents for her ten years ago. <laughs> but, but she's a, a brave, strong Christian now. Do they, when they get saved, do they, um, when they turn away from the dark side, do they begin, like, helping us and shit? Or what do you think? Um, well, and this lady was already helping people a lot and uh, working with the children. And mostly being a good influence on them in in spite of, you know, the background she was coming out of. And um, I don't know. She got saved one day, and as time went on, she learned more and more, more about the Bible and Christianity, and it just turned her around. Now, is she, does that make them, when they get saved, Tara, in trouble with the other ones? Do they come after them? Because then a weird way to defect from the cult? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sometimes. I would say most of the time there's retaliation. That's why a lot of people never make it out, because there's nearly always some god-awful retaliation. Yeah, it's hard for them to start a new life. Some people say they have to, like, you know, really get a new identity almost. Well, even getting a new identity doesn't always work, because I tried that when I was young, and they managed to track me everywhere. And I went overseas and traveled all over the world, and it seemed like they were right, right on my tail most of the time. Ah, so they have they have a long arm of infiltrators globally. Is that right? Hypothetically, yeah. I could try to yeah. Yeah, and here the only um. I won't say the name of it, but the only charity that mm-hmm. gives out bus, bus tickets to help people relocate if they 
um, for instance, came off drugs and they need to get out of the environment where they were on drugs mm-hmm. or or um, they're a battered woman and they need to leave because of that or whatever, The um, they infiltrated the, the only church in town that gives out bus tickets. Oh, my God. They just want to be everywhere. Yeah, they plan them in key places, key positions. And um, you get, you know, you leave, you get found immediately. And uh, um, are they up to these cults, nefarious means? Do you think they're the reason we have high pedophilia, high human trafficking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You find them in almost every illegal activity because um, criminals are drawn to that belief system, for one thing. A lot of times they're criminals to begin with, and then they get involved in the occult. And then also the people who are already in the occult are drawn to criminal behavior. They're big into human trafficking. They're big into uh, the drug epidemic. Um, every time some major crime is going on that's not a one-time incident, if you scratch deep enough, you'll usually find Satanists. I call them Satanists. They don't usually call themselves that. But that's what I call them because that's what it is. Um, And they do sacrifice to Satan, right? They're religious that way, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and and, and um, then, they sacrifice people to Satan too, not just animals. And and then by your, can you, for like okay, how do I say this? What are some characteristics of them that maybe we can you know spot out uh, if they're trying to watch us or do things to us? Do they have a certain look? Because you say they look like normal people, right? They don't dress a certain way. No, they don't. Now, there's a satanic hand signal that you'll see them give each other or give you uh, sometimes when you try to step out. And it's um, the two middle fingers are folded into the palm of the hand on the left hand, and the forefinger and baby finger are extended. And then the thumb is folded in, and they hold their hand down on the left side. And uh, that's a satanic symbol. And it's, uh, it's to those of us who escape the cults, it's also a threat. It's a death threat. Oh, my gosh. And everyone belongs just about to this big cult because there are everyday people, even high up, important people belong to this? I would say that there's an unusually high percentage of high up, important people that are involved in it, yeah. I think that's probably how um, Miles Tung and some of the others were able to carry out a genocide is that where they killed off all the educated people and all the um, doctors and 
the wealthy people and all that. And a lot of it was just the naked, naked grab for power and wealth, but um, they made the common people believe that all of them were involved in this cult. That was the brainwashing um, when they carried out genocide, One of the, part of the brainwashing when they carried out genocide. As we even speak this evening, Tara, do you think this battle that we have to fight them, because they seem like they're infiltrated, money, wealth, status, is there, I, do you feel that we're going to win? Well, I read the end of the book and we win. It says in Revelations that we win. Um, do you feel that they're giving, do you feel there's more Satanists more than ever roaming around us? Yeah. Yeah, I and so. and they can be in big cities as well as small communities. They're everywhere. Right. Oh my gosh. And and I could name politicians who are household names who are involved in this. So some of them could be members. It could be every. Be surprised. Money, prestige, power. You're going to have a lot of the vast hire. majority of them. We have not had a legally elected president since JFK. Now, I've heard that before, actually, in our community when I interviewed him. They thought he was was the last, you know, the rest all have been uh, selected, not elected. Right. Um, And I I say that with no malice towards President Trump. You know, I sincerely hope that he's genuine in wanting to do right. I believe these Luciferians would be draining the swamp, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, they won't be draining the... They were a lot amongst themselves, but uh, they won't be draining the swamp because, you know, if you start executing some of these people for treason and they have committed treasonous acts, they're all afraid the ones who are in power who could bring them to justice are all afraid they'll be next. So, well, that's true. That's true. Um, and what keeps you going right now, in your opinion, Tara? Of all the things you said there, your life. My what faith in God and um, the promises in the Bible. Um, I don't know whether it was David or Job said I would have. Um, I would have fainted had I not believed um, to see good in the land of the living. In other words, I'm not, uh, I'm human. I'm like everybody else. I want to see my life get better. Um, Not ready to go home yet, although I try to be ready. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That is true. You know, I, I really, I want my children back. I want my finances back so I can take proper care of my children and because uh, they're so doggone many of them. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's the truth. It, it really yeah. depends what it's like. And yeah. do you feel oh, like there are, part? Just to give you a, a clue, there are uh, social workers are being taught in school that it's almost tantamount to child abuse to have your children less than about three years apart. And it's almost, they're also being taught in school that it's almost tantamount to child abuse to have more than two kids. 
That's all. I wanted to to ask you maybe the next question when you said that. Do these cult members or Luciferians, do they gravitate to certain positions? I'm just wondering if they have like an MO. I won't be able to spot them. A lot of people are drawn into it much. They're raised in Satanism and then they're drawn into a much deeper commitment to Satanism because they want power. They and they believe some of these politicians that are in it. They believe that by committing human sacrifice and all that, they receive power and mm-hmm. the power not to be detected in all their illegal activities and. Um, I know a mayor, for instance, who who believes that the reason his family are billionaires and that he's a mayor is because of their involvement in Satanism. Um, and it may be possible that he's changed since I saw him last, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> he, had pres- he had presidential aspirations, and I went to him and I told him, you run for president, you're a dead man because I'll kill you myself. <laughs> he was involved in the Atlanta child murders and probably the power and money behind uh, two of the murders that Wayne Williams was convicted of. You mean back oh. in 1980? Yeah. Yeah. I was present when two of those boys were killed. And... Um, they were tortured to death. Oh my God! Yeah, they. I didn't have a steady, stable Christian walk at the time. I was flip flopping back and forth a lot, which is not real uncommon in these cults. And um, because they were threatening my children, mm-hmm. I um. I think it's my, I I won't say that I abducted them, but it was my fault they were abducted. Wow. And then I tried to rescue them three times, and I was unsuccessful. And that same similar ring is what's going on now where so many children in our country are missing, sacrifices. Right. And they believe if they let me get this right, human sacrifices. If they sacrifice the innocence of a child, it it they get rewards or greater power or something. Right. They believe they get some kind of heap big magic out of it. Uh, the more pain and evil they inflict on the victim as they're dying, as long as they draw it out and make it as painful as possible and as degrading as possible. Now, do you, do you feel that, um, what is our part in your, you just your view, being targeted individual? Are we lab rats? Are we supposed to save the world? Are we supposed to fight them? What the only mean? quality that I find in common amongst pretty much all TIs is that we're into, uh, Independent thinkers. Other than that, we're all from all different walks of life, all different professions, all different um, socioeconomic levels. And the only thing that 
virtually all of us have in common is that we're independent thinkers. And we're a threat to the new world order. Because they want robots or easily... um, Right. They want people who are easily controlled. And there is an element of of research involved with our targeting because they want to see what it will take to control us because we're the only threat to their plan. Wow. But it's well, not it's, any kind of scientific thing at all. I don't think it is either, Tara. I don't think it is either. And they can put a lot of um, pressure and turmoil on us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because uh, I'd be lying to you to say that, you know, before I was targeted, I'm not the same woman anymore. This changes you. It moves you. You know right. what I'm saying? At one point... Um, I believe it was the FBI. Uh, there were some when I lived in Rochester, and I had screamed so loudly about, you know, my targeting that they mm-hmm. actually sent people to investigate. And they had a, a couple of folks I believe were from the FBI in a car parked right across from our building, so they had a good view of the only way in and out of my apartment. And um, they were supposed to be watching to see who was coming in my apartment doing dastardly things. And I looked over there one day, and something didn't look right. So I walked over to the car, and they were dead asleep. Somebody had either drugged these guys or more likely used some kind of electronics to knock them out. And I, I called and told them, you better come get your guys, they're unconscious, you know. And they blamed me. They claimed that I was the one that targeted them. So, who knows? I mean, I think there are a lot of good people in law enforcement. I don't think they're all evil. Uh, Not in federal law enforcement either. But there's a lot of corruption when it comes to trafficking drugs. Yes, and they've even realized, Tara, they made more, far more money even trafficking skins, human beings. Right. Human trafficking. They're making right. a lot of money. Yeah. You know, so I hope, I do hope this administration will clean it up. Um, I am getting a lot more, uh, more, I'm gaining more insight of this MK Ultra because it sounds to me, oh, by the way, how do you, um, how does one successfully pull away from the MKUltra programming? Because it sounds really hard. Well, I'm, I'd am i be the first to say that I'm still pretty programmed, and I find myself playing into their hands on occasion. Um, sometimes it helps to relocate. Mm-hmm. I, I had some pretty bad energy attacks the first year that I came to Fergus. And uh, at least one or two so severe that I went to the hospital to see if we could find some kind of shielding because I, you know, was roasting. But um, I don't know. I think safety is of the Lord. And you just have to 
study your Bible and ask God to show you how to get out. I don't consider myself out, completely out of the program, even now. Um, But I like to think that they don't control my actions anymore. I heard that. I heard that. You know, which is freeing in itself. You, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's horrible. And one of the things that I do consistently is if I have a face-to-face with encounter with any of my perpetrators, I confront mm-hmm. the hell out of them. You know, I point out to them what they're doing, and that weirds them out pretty bad. But you can always wind up in the psych unit if you do that. So, be aware. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That we all know about that. If you even, if we even, you know, get it in someone's ear, they want to escort us to the psych ward, which is really, really patronizing. By the way, that's, that's, I'm really sick of that shit. Yeah, I, I but, find uh, our community the most famous. Quite frankly, nobody sounds crazy. Not to me. No one right. sounds crazy. No I one put a, nice. I put a video up and I conversation with my friends something I found on my feed it was this multicolored you know rainbow colored giraffe with a rainbow colored afro wig on and the caption read you don't have to be crazy to be my friend I will train you (laughs) and the giraffe in the video was dancing (laughs) very funny that is very funny um, well, at this time, um, here, I'm going to, um, everyone, if you, this is part two, Born Into MK Ultra. Uh, a few people had some questions Wednesday, and Tara was so kind to uh, join us tonight so we can sort of recap and ask more questions. Because she definitely has clarified being born into MK Ultra, we, we, we hear it prevalent, especially Roseanne Barr. MK Ultra rules Hollywood. You should look it up. Uh, right. And, right. Yeah. And we know a lot of the entertainers, both mu- music and the movie industry, if it's like that, they are controlled. They are like a product. Right. And you have to stay in line. You know, they're puppets. You have to stay in line to the puppet master. There's handlers right. all around. And that's to keep you in line, to keep your program going just right. And, uh, and you, you are punished. That. Yeah, Did you get punished. the private message I sent you about that, you know, about the marionettes? No, I didn't, actually. Oh, it's my a, computer's been acting up, so. The marionettes are like puppets. Is that what a marionette And the puppet master's holding the human, strings, right? Human marionettes, yeah. Human, okay, yeah. Okay, that's about what it is. And let me get this right. The, the, your mind, when it starts, for mind control, you're you're tortured. You're sp- oh, yeah. just, just to split yeah. the mind, so and, you will go into and alter I see personnel. It, I see it happening via the media now because um, part of the reason some of us were selected as infants for the MK Ultra program is that it was thought that we were unusually strong to begin with. So the general population even though many of them don't have abuse in their background, sometimes it's still really easy to brainwash them. And it's being done, you know, on a very broad 
uh, way, I mean, there's not anybody in the population that they're not trying to control. Oh, my gosh. Uh, do you, For that matter, Tara, do you think um, all of us have either targeted or not targeted? Are we all under mind control? I would say so. If you look at some of the things mainstream media does to try to control people, and then you look at how how much of the traumatizing material is um, false flags, I would say that's mind control for sure. Um, and I'm a big Second Amendment, Second Amendment girl. Um, I see throughout history, it's been pointed out to me throughout history, um, rulers take away your weapons and then they commit gigantic genocidal mass massacres, you know. So I would say we're all under mind control, even those who are not in the program. And even okay. some of the people who are, perp- most of the people who are perpetrators in the program, they're very controlled. I believe it. I believe that now. And I also believe that, they, you know, the young uh, kid in school that's shooting in Florida, he already expressed, he heard voices in his head. You guys, that's voiceless calls. You know that. It's a false flag. They want the guns, you guys. They want gun control. Right. And the founding fathers um, forged the Second Amendment, you know, brought brought it to be with the understanding that the reason we need guns is not always to protect ourselves from criminals in the community, but to protect ourselves from a criminal government. Oh, my God. And then, okay, so then you, again, if that's not controlled, MK Ultra, yes, to shatter, to be controlled, voice to skull, as Tara explained in Wednesday's interview and was highlighted today, when you are taken under MK Ultra, it is a torturing right in order to gain control. Human marinette, that's a very good right. way to put it. And like you told us, Tara, they will use rape, they will use drugs, they will use sleep deprivation, is that right? Right, they'll kill it. They'll take your pets and kill them in front of you. Oh, my they, God. Well, yeah, they, um, they'll they kill other people in front of you. Oh, my God. They're pretty horrible. It's horrible, um, guys. Beyond, you have to understand. It's yeah, beyond imagining. Humans. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh I God. didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, I was just listing them what they'll do. Kill your pets, kill other human beings in front of you. Drugs, rape, sleep deprivation. Did they ever keep food away from you too, Tara? Will they starve? Oh, yeah. Too? Oh, yeah. I was told I was made to eat out of the cat box. What? what? Yeah. My, uh, and another thing that's not uncommon in the branch I came out of is be- forced bestiality. Uh, mostly children being subjected to it, but sometimes adults. Um, wait, 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 you mean bestiality? Wait a minute, having sex with animals? Yeah, they do it to little kids who are three and four years old because it's a real good way to split them off because it's so horrifying. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
there's just no end of the depravity. Anything you ain't lying. Began to think about how horrible it is. They've come up with something even more horrible usually. And, oh my God. Um, they um, know, you know how to rewrite wow. their memories to to erase your good memories and or erase your bad memories uh, in order to try to just control. Oh my God. Um. And if they send handlers around, okay, if they got the mind splintering with those altars, to, starting as a, as a child, Tara, um, does it also groom you guys as MK altars that you always have to sort of have a handler around? Because all that splintering, it it uh, is destroying what independence is that right? Free thought, you know what I'm saying? Well, the whole handler thing is a little complex. Mm-hmm. Um. They are your controllers for sure, and usually your programmers as well. Um, occasionally, you're handled for your own good because you're about to crack up. So mm-hmm. they, um, well, I can't say for your own good, but they will take and manipulate your memories so that you don't wind up in a mental hospital. But that's also because if you wound up, enough people wound up in mental hospitals and we're telling the hard things that were done to them, um, eventually society might change and turn on the handlers. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Handlers are usually a really bad thing. Okay, and then I, you know, I, uh, well, we all look at YouTube videos. It seems like a lot of those, uh, you know, people in the public eye, movie stars and stuff, they seem like they have several handlers around them, Tara. Several. They yeah. don't like they have to date one, right, to keep them in line. Every time you see one of these celebrities do something extremely uh, against the grain, against their what what would seem to be against the personal beliefs. You need to look for a handler behind the scenes who's making it happen. Um, I think, you know, Oprah Winfrey going out with almost every square inch of her boobs showing, uh, I, I don't think she chose that outfit. I think somebody chose it for her. Um, Angelina Jolie, they had a, a dress that, she was supposed to wear that was cut almost all the way to the crotch and she evidently was told she had to wear that dress so she put it on backwards but yeah I think our celebrities a lot of them are have got handlers and uh, no matter how wealthy they are they may not have a lot of choice when it comes to some things. Well, um, even um, noted in our uh, chat room, FNT for Noble Truth has written, they surround mind control victims with handlers, family members, spouses, um, in the workplace, best friends, they just wrote, et cetera, and the networks are extensive. It's so prevalent that it's institutionalized at this point. 
Therapists, doctors, clergy all use as handlers. Bosses, supervisors equal handlers. They're all programmed to both um, self-report and report on others. It's a closed loop system. That's Four true. Noble Truths, thank you in our chat room. Thank you, Four Noble Truths. It's how they know who is who, okay? It probably is. It, it feels like as a targeted individual, you guys, it always has felt like, I know they call it a program, but I kept saying, no, the players involved, it's like a system. It's like a, you know, a labyrinth. So, you know what I mean? It's more than it. Oh, it, yeah. I, it's huge. Yeah, a lot of people fly. I mean, I was... Um, Oh, in my 20s, before I realized that there were people who were not in the cult because I was so controlled and so surrounded mm-hmm. with people in the cult. I had never had my hair cut by someone who was not in the cult. And again, let me get this right. Before you always had your hair cut, how could you tell they were in the cult? Did they do the hand sign to you? Or did they say something when they met you? Oh, hey, Tara, I'm I'm in the cult with you? Or what would they? You know, how did they really do it? How could you tell? Well, they were friends with my parents, all of them. Okay. And um, my parents, the first time I got my hair cut by someone who was not in their inner circle, mm-hmm. uh, they flipped out, you know. Your parents I had out? Be, Yeah, because I had a 662, 666 tattoo in my hair, and I had a head brand in my hair. And so I, you know, I told my mother one day I got my hair cut and for work, you know, and she just freaked out. She was just shocked that I would go to someone outside the cult to get my hair cut. So they make sure you go to everyone within the cult because that may, you know, uh, again, they don't want to be exposed, right? They don't want... They don't want to be exposed, and they make sure you're surrounded. I was in my 20s. I was in my 20s before I began to really consistently realize that there was people out there who were not involved in this cult. Um, did Did they act a little different, the ones that were not in the cult? Was there any distinguishing difference? Um, not that I could see. No. Because, again, cause the cult members will act very much like you and I, very normal. They know what's, uh, they know how to act, right? right? Yeah. Now, people who've been tortured extensively and weaponized, you know, and that sort of thing, you get to a point where you do kind of recognize others who've been through the same programming because there's a certain look around the eyes that um, you tend to spot almost immediately when you're around them. What but, kind of look? Is, what kind of look is it in the eyes? What, is it like a bug eye or paranoia? What's the look? Um, it's a really hard look. It's I hadn't thought to describe it before now. Um, it, if you bring up anything to do with certain kinds of trauma, they'll wince. Um, I, I, you know, I can't put my finger on it to explain it. It's just like an odd expression, something odd. Yeah, a little bit. 
um, a lot of anger that's hidden. Uh, more fear? Not necessarily. Some people are so unafraid of the normal things that would make a person afraid that they're darn near suicidal. Um, they just don't have any fear at all. Um, you know, and being having a close walk with God, that can make you unafraid too, but that's a whole different sh- shebang. It's, you know, a peace. These are people who are unafraid because life doesn't matter anymore. Oh my God! Yeah, that's a problem. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, do you see that look um, often, even right now in the present? So well, there's, away from you, you know. there's um, two, possibly three survivors that live in my building. And the MPD, DID, is, I think, much, much more common than it's been cracked up to be. I think most people have a little bit of splitting of some kind. Uh, it's just uh, part I, of the I, human I, animal. You know, when when you are confronted with really severe trauma, people tend to just, part of them goes unconscious because it's like, it would be the same as if you got hit in the head, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. That's one of the reasons we need to keep our kids away from violent television and violent video games. And oh, it, And then one of the things that's actually bad about television is um, good Good TV programs or, well, or movies, um, you get swept away and you care about the characters. Mm-hmm. Well, that is replaces caring about people in your immediate environment a lot of times. And then there's also this thing of the way the television plays with your emotions. You can be watching something that makes you very angry or very sad or you know, whatever negative emotion, and then this real positive commercial comes on and brings you back up. And real life isn't like that. And um, I think it's kind of being used as a way of mass programming so it will be easier to control because people will have a sense of unreality about the really horrible things that are happening in the world. And that stops them from effectively doing anything about it. Do you think you became targeted to cover up for the injustice of being born into MK Ultra Terror? Oh, probably. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to survive everything that I've been through. And and when we're survivors, you think that's the last end of the line, so to speak? I'll make you a TI, and that that surely will kill you. Is that what it is? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Do you think that's all of our um, end of the line, so to speak? We're in this program, the slow kill, without a doubt. Well, I 
I think if I'd been a, a, a good little MK Ultra, I might I wouldn't have been targeted as much, or I might have been targeted even more because they would have, you know, used me a lot more if I hadn't repeatedly told them to go fly a kite. Um, wow. That's something else. Um, If you don't mind, Tara, I'm going to open up the uh, call and uh, see if everybody can be, yeah, see if everybody can be a little bit. We had to cover some things tonight, you guys, just to um, make sure everyone, you know, is on board. So, um, Tara, just relax. Exactly. A little bit more detail so we'll understand this, everyone. Uh, If you're calling in, go ahead and star eight, and I'll see you on the board. Um, Anyone in the chat, go ahead at this moment. If you have a question uh, to Tara, I'll go between call and chat. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, take about a minute break and cross on over into the Q&A, okay? Yeah, you're at the right place. New Jack style of targeted individual. My usual nights are Wednesday and Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. However, this Monday, February 19, 2018, I will be on at 9 o'clock. The reason? Targeted individual and African-American experience. That's right. February is African-American month. Oh, this marginalized group has been targeted in our country since it was named a country. Always bringing you progressive ideals, innovations, and solutions to tackle this thing called targeted individuals. We're brighter. We're connecting the dots. Join me Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TalkShoot. Call one four four seven seven one. Now, let's go back on the other side of the break with our speaker, Tara, born into MK Ultra. Okay, the first stop is Angel calling. Go ahead, Angel. Hi, hi, Lauren. Um, hi. Hi, 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 Jay. Um, this is my first time hearing you. I appreciate uh, you um, sharing um, a little bit of what's going on with you. Um, my question is sort of, you know, you, you mentioned that um, you you were meant to survive through everything, but then you also say that you were sort of um, pushing the perpetrators away. Um, you know, in my perspective from me being targeted, I feel like pushing the perps away is what kept me alive, you know? And yeah. I'm alive now because I keep pushing the perps away still because right. they haven't stopped. So, I said I would. I mean, they did yeah, not so, mean, mean for me to survive, but I did anyway. And okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so I, I you know, so you agree with me, right? You, you're, you're pretty much alive, um, because you, you've been pushing the perps away, and it probably um, makes it harder for them to, uh, you know, put you in a situation where they can end your life, you know? Right. Um, yeah. You know, but, you know, that was that was 
I guess the question I wanted to ask, you know, um, you know, just just to clarify for me, and and thanks for clarifying uh, for the other callers on the call. You know? Oh yeah, you bet. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Angel. Uh, You're welcome for joining us. Uh, anyone, if you have any questions for tonight's speaker, Tara, explaining. MK Ultra from, from birth. A lot of babies, can you believe the innocent babes, are targeted into the MK Ultra control program. Uh, Tara, they did bring that over, am I right? Operation Paperclip, because they, they use MK. K, you guys, is German words to pronounce for C. So, yeah, um, they brought over Nazi war criminals um, to help them supposedly win the war. and the Cold War against Russia. They oh. brought them in right after World War II. And then they also brought over uh, Nazi scientists, well, not Nazi scientists, but German scientists as well. So not everyone who came over in Operation Paperclip was a perpetrator, but um, a great many war criminals were brought over. And in exchange, they also taught them the mind control and gave them false identities, right? Because they've raised families right. and lived in... Okay. So, if, you know, that's a good question. So, what was in actuality McCarthyism correct then? If I'm looking back, because it, it, it seems like we did have subversives now in the country. Yeah, except that McCarthy thought that the communists were the enemy and at that time, I don't think Russia had as much imperial aspirations as they were as was attributed to them. I think that some of it was is it called a straw man? You know, if you always have an enemy, then um, you're easier to control. If, if if there's a common enemy. Does that make sense? It does, kind of. It does, really. Because the then, bankers uh, and the elites have always funded both sides in every major war and gotten it, rich off it. And yes. Now, unless, I, I don't know with this present administration, but all I can say is I can't tell right now if Trump is with them or part of them because he keeps he, he tends to fight with them a lot, so I don't understand. Or maybe they're fighting in high places. That's what I, you know, don't get. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty hard to read because he's kind of mercurial and all over the place. Yes, he is. Yet I know he's he's very sharp. I have that feeling. He said he's not, I don't think he's dumb at all. Right. But I can't tell if he digs them or not because they're, you know. Do you feel sometimes this FISA memo, Tara, is actually the targeted individual program? Could be. Could be. I don't think that unless a target whose combat train goes in and steals the originals, I don't know if we'll ever see them without the unredacted memos. When I say redacted, I mean they go and black out anything that really means anything. That is it. Okay, in the chat room, they did notice, uh, no, Lauren, they were going after the communists. 
the sworn enemy of the Nazis, so the communists and the Nazis. I didn't know that because I always thought Nazis meant national socialists. Um, all I know is that they brought these bad guys and gave them almost too much. And I have a feeling some deals were made in our country to approve this mind control over um, the populace, the general public. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was done almost in the open. You know, it was done in a lot of nationally acclaimed medical centers and universities. So. Many of us feel that our target, some of our targeting is derived by experimentations at these same oh, universities. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Yes, and they're definitely tied into our uh, medical industrial complex. Too much Baker Act, or if you see a doctor, you don't know if you're getting quality health care or not. They can perp you at hospitals, ERs, and not address oh, your yeah. illnesses. So a lot oh, of yeah. targets are, are kept I got, sick. I got yeah. sexually assaulted by one of my handlers in the psychiatric portion of the ER at Mayo. <laughs> Are you serious? So, oh, I'm dead serious. They let him in. So. I'm like, and they didn't, that's horrible. Um, at this time, everyone, we have Tara back. This is your opportunity to ask questions and gain knowledge about the horrific crime of MK Ultra, which I still find it a crime against humanity. I feel this targeting program is a crime against humanity. Yes, I've heard hate crimes, et cetera. Hate extremist groups are targeting us. But this is beyond hate crimes when we're blacklisted from employment, we're denied our civil and constitutional rights. These are and the do weapons, synthetic telepathy. These are, no, this is crimes against humanity globally. I That's agree. Not, yeah, this I agree is not totally. beyond hate crime. No, no, no. They, they, uh, subversive, even yeah. even isolate us. Subversive, yeah, Satanist. Yes, and they are anti-America, wherever countries they're exactly. in, anti of their law. Now these are crimes against humanity. No wonder they'll want to keep squashing us. They know what it really is, and we need to really call them what they are too. These are oh, crimes yeah. against. They're war criminals. That's really exactly. what the perps are. War criminals. Yeah, they've declared war on innocent civilians. Yes. And loyal Americans. It's an act of war. It's an act of war. To perpetrate this on civilians. Yes, it is. Because, I mean, that's and really to what perpetrate it is. it on our own people. Exactly. It's a, it's a millennium, well, technological millennium version of the Civil War because it's turning on self. You attack your own people. You know, so much goes on behind the scenes or that we're supposed to believe differently than what actually is happening. You know, I Mm -hmm. saw, I think, on, I want to say, on uh, Facebook, something about how many veterans are committing suicide every day. And the number was so high it had me wondering if these veterans are not committing suicide. They're being murdered and represented as suicides. I believe that's true. Yeah. I, I believe that's true. They're doing they're it one the way only, and a wow. They're the only people with the training and the know-how and the mindset to take this down. There's been a hostile over, overtaking of our government such that our government is infiltrated at the highest levels. And 
the only people who have the know-how and the ability to take it down are being killed off. And I just, I've talked to a lot of veterans over the years, and many of them have seen things in warfare that were so horrible they came home very traumatized and even suicidal. But it's most of them are very strong people to begin with, and it's just really difficult for me to buy it that several hundred a day are committing suicide. I, I'm just not, it does not compute. I think they're being murdered. And I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think that I am. Um, I think we are being murdered. Uh, Tara, there's a question addressed to you in the chat room. Uh, what tools can Tara suggest that we use to protect ourselves? Well, um, to protect yourself from the radiation, some people have had um, success with bath mats or leather, and some people have even gotten lead shielding and gotten some relief. Um, There are other people who sleep in Faraday cages, but there's a lot to have ins and outs you would need to know about a Faraday cage before you end up even roasting worse when you're in a Faraday cage. Um, I would say one one of your best weapons is humor. You know, try to keep yourself in a good mood in spite of what's happening. Uh, especially at night, right before you go to bed, you want to um, use good mental hygiene. And, you know, if you're going to watch TV at that time, watch something funny that makes you laugh before you for an hour or two before you go to bed. Um, it's more difficult for them to entrain you if you're in good spirits. And I would... If you're able to sleep, guard that normal sleep cycle um, as much as you can um, because that will help protect you from being entrained and um, having your, your, your mind more messed with, basically. You ain't lying. Um, out of curiosity, uh, Tara, what do you suggest to protect yourself uh, um, from the uh, MK Ultra? What, what do you is that? The, do you think those same things will work? Uh, comedy to watch. Well, you're talking about people who abuse you face to face. Oh, I was just when you say the shielding, I was talking about is there shielding uh, to keep your triggers down uh, as you keep breaking away oh, from the MK Ultra? What other? Yeah. You know? Well, basically, you got to work hard not to get too tired or too hungry or too distraught, basically. Um, all of those are factors that make you easier to control. Okay. Um, just take very good care of yourself. Eat a lot of fresh vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll help keep your pH normal in your body so that you don't get sick. Um, I believe for myself in taking a real strong multivitamin that's got everything in it. Um, yeah, and just try to have some people in your life who lift you up and that you have a good relationship with. And ideally, 
you really don't want to talk about your targeting with everyone you meet, and particularly not with medical personnel. Um, If you need medical care for something that targeting has done to you, you can say something like, I don't know how it happened, but I think I've been irradiated possibly. You know, just try to stay away from the targeting altogether in your conversation with people you go to that you need help from because it's like she said, it's too easy to get Baker acted, get locked Mm -hmm. up in the mental hospital for a few days. And the perpetrators um, delight in doing anything that discredits you. So you want to watch out for basically for traps. Like, for instance, my perpetrators, unbeknownst to me, were using me as a courier for drugs. And they found out what my normal movements were by me having conversations with my mom. Who, she's a gray area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they would always ask what, have her uh, almost bully me to tell her what church I was going to. And that was where they were getting into my car and taking the drugs out, I guess, or putting the drugs in. I'm not sure which. But my car was broken into over and over and over and over again and never anything missing. never occurred to me to look for something that had been put into the car instead of taken out of the car. Uh, until I got, so I kept reporting it to the police, and that made me look crazy, which played right into their hands. Um, And so one day my son and I had a touch of the flu, and we didn't go to church on a Wednesday night. And a day or two later, my dad calls me, and he's absolutely hysterical, screaming and cursing at me, saying I made him miss his connection. I didn't know what the heck he was talking about until we hung up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Tara. We have another question from caller, 929. You are up, 929. Go ahead. Hello? Hello, Lauren. It's Faith. Hi, Um, Faith. Good evening. Hi. Hi. Hello, Tara. Hi. Hi. I am... Thank you so much for coming the second for the second part. I oh, had a question. Yes, I had a question for your first call. You mentioned that uh, you had a lot of electro uh, electro shock or uh, any. Uh, I think you mentioned even stun guns. Um, um it was cattle prods, but yeah. Right. Uh, so is this uh, is this common? Um, I did read it uh, a little bit in regarding uh, Colin Ross. He mentioned that quite a bit. But uh, would you say electroshock, uh, such as stun guns, are used often? Um, yeah, my perpetrators had them, and uh, a stun gun directly to the head can sometimes produce some. Um, memory loss and applied to the genitals that disrupts the autonomic nervous system that where 
you know, if it's done repeatedly, someone could die from it. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Uh, well, is there a mark uh, that is given? Because I, I remember certain very, very bright crimson marks on myself that I've never figured out were, and they also were on my ex-spouse's body too. They were, and I always wondered if those were from a stun gun. Um, yeah, a stun gun, the ones I'm familiar with, leave uh, two burns side by side, sometimes the burn stretching in between. Um, think how rods, it's just one spot where the electricity goes in. Uh, the cattle prod, how does that look? Because uh, uh, it's a cylinder that? about as long as your forearm. Right. But the uh, the mark, uh, the so the mark looks like a circle. Um, a, a small circle, yeah. Oh, that's um, unfortunate because I also know of a. Uh, a young person who would go to summer camp, um, you know, summer camp, and it was isolated camps, and it, this would be for months at a time. Uh, and uh, she did come back from the very first time, and she was like eight years old, and she had uh, what everyone thought and what the camp uh, counselors had said were uh, mosquito bites. Uh, I was surprised because uh, I noticed these scars stayed for years and years. Yeah. Well, so do you think that those marks could have been from cattle prods or some kind of... Yeah, it could have been. It could have been because, um, you know, it they look like kind of a large, angry insect bite, yeah. Right, yeah, and everyone said these were mosquito bites. She doesn't seem to have any recollection, but then this could have... Do you think they do this uh, uncon- when the person's unconscious? Um, well, no. The amnesia is usually either from drugs they gave the person or from the amount of trauma that they suffered. Oh, okay. So they could have given drugs later or wiped her mind. Uh, Well, no, they would typically give you the drugs before they start torturing you. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I will just say that I believe, uh, and I've also told another uh, uh, person uh, who has, you know, more experience than I do regarding the subject, when I mentioned these camps, she said, oh, those definitely sound like MKUltra camps. Yeah. And this this is recent. This is within the last... Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is current. Like, this camp is very... There have been been a lot of survivors who come back from one of the Disney World or Disneyland um, parks who have said that programming goes on at night in those places. I don't have any personal experience of that, so I'm kind of up in the air, but my tendency is, no matter how bizarre a report, to believe it until proven otherwise, 
because they there have really been some very bizarre things done to people. Yes. And uh, myself, I even have something on my ankle. When I was eight, uh, um, the pigment, it, it was diagnosed as post-hypermalignant pigmentation, and it was sort of a band that uh, came on my ankle. And so something was done there, I assume, electronic. Uh, thank you for answering that. I just had one other quick question. Um, you mentioned uh, this call about that hypnosis is sometimes used? Yeah. Um, On the masses, they're using hypnosis. And then also hypnosis is used in MKUltra quite a bit. People slip into a hypnotic state a lot easier with uh, a great many of the drugs that people are taking. Oh. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to make anybody afraid to take their prescription medication because sometimes it's needed, even psych drugs are sometimes needed. Mm-hmm. But you just have to be very judicious and recognize what it does and doesn't do for your health and also what it does and doesn't have as a side effect. Right, yes. Well, thank you, thank you very much. Yes, I, I am concerned that this is uh, widespread nowadays. And oh, yeah. it, it seems like um, there are more and more people that would uh, have no conscience in splitting the personality of any young person or even a baby. Right. Um, right. Uh, for profit or for any for anything. anything. Yeah, I think these people who believe in letting a baby cry and scream for hours are pretty warped. <laughs> Right. That's very troubling that it could be really a mass, a mass problem nowadays. But thank right. you so much. I, I really appreciate hearing your testimony. It's well, much you're very different. welcome. Yes, it's much different from just seeing a video uh, to talk with you directly. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And best of luck to you. You too. Thank you. Thank you, Faye. Uh, at this time, does anyone have any other questions or comments directed at tonight's speaker, Tara? Um, it's uh, been very insightful, you guys. I have a better, much better understanding of MKUltra. I, I mean, they say this is the one way and the only way they have to go through to become, you know, famous, you guys. Um, I wonder some of these people have. Oh, you know what I think, Tara? Sometimes their eyes look either like dead, like nothing faces them yeah. anymore. They're yeah, dressed the really nice. usually look like that, but some of the survivors, you you see more anger around the eyes. Mm, yeah. And, and the expression, the emotion that they're expressing is not reflected around the eyes a lot oh, of times. God. Yeah, I, I think you're they'll right be here. smiling and laughing, and still you look at their eyes and they're very angry, exactly. or very hurt, or but usually very angry. Well, Tara, honestly, um, at this time there aren't any more questions from either chat nor the call. Or I tell you, and I do know what you have other prior engagements. I am so happy that you chose to um, come back and answer our questions, to share your horrific story at that. 
and help us gain better knowledge of the damage that Ultra does, especially on, I mean, this is the part I can't wrap my finger. You were just a baby with four other siblings, all girls. And none of right. them, what none of us deserve this. They just basically, who do they choose? They just pick. They just mess with our lives. Yeah, just, I know, spoke to. Um, I think I told you this in the last call, perhaps. But I, in 2007, I spoke to the man who falsely um, gave my mother a psychiatric label in order to take us away mm-hmm. from from her, and he was. 80 years old and unrepentant, he told me that he was a Holocaust survivor and that um, we girls were taken away because it was a perfect scientific opportunity to study us being identical. And um, he showed me a tattoo on his arm that he said he'd gotten in a concentration camp. Well, I found out later there were way too few digits in the tattoo for for him to be a concentration camp survivor. He was SS, evidently. No, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah. I think they, I think the Jew, uh, the Jews that were in the camp had a structured numeric. Yeah, they wouldn't have time for elaborate tattoos. No way. Oh, that's horrible. That's that's horrible. He had absolutely no guilt. You guys, these are the monsters. That created this program. This is how they—they they have no. Right. Um, they don't care about human life, do they? No, but you know the programming of turning people into uh, what I would call marionettes mm-hmm. goes all the way back to before the time of Christ, like probably five thousand years or more, depending on how long the human race has been in existence. The um, the Bible, I think it's in the New Testament, but there may be a passage in the Old Testament as well, forbids making marionettes, and it's not talking about um, children's entertainment. It's talking about human beings who were programmed to do things not of their own volition. Oh, my God. I'm going to look that up myself, Tara. Yeah, look in the Strong's Concordance under Puppets. I think it's listed under Puppets. And then go to the back and uh, read uh, the word. The translation would have been uh, better than Puppet. It would have been Marionette was the translation I found. This is awful. This is awful. Truly it is. Well, with that, um, Tara, um, again, I I got much more insight from tonight. You really helped me connect the dots and gave me better understanding of MKUltra. This is is horrific. I personally, well, like you said, what's worse in the MKUltra or the TX? Both are horrifying that we have to endure. But everyone listening tonight, MK Ultra is prevalent also in our targeted individual community. It really is. And the way I have, um, I have a little tip I'd like to leave with po- folks about okay. the directed energy weapons. 
Okay. If you if you can a- ascertain what direction it's coming from, my suggestion is, and I was told this by a TI who had some physics training, uh, go to one of these, uh, I don't know, Home Depot or someplace like that, and buy a piece of sheet metal for about twenty twenty five bucks. They were fifteen dollars ten years ago. And you take it home, put it in the shape of a C, and tape it together so it's with duct tape so it stays that way, bent in the shape of a C. And then you go to the spot where the directed energy is strongest and put the open part of the C facing where you think the directed energy is coming from. And this should cause most types of directed energy to be directed right back at the source. And uh, if one of your handlers is someone close to you, they're not going to like it. <laughs> well, that sounds really good. So we go to get sheet metal, and then if it, does it come right, square? Right, lights out of them. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> I hope everyone picked up on that. Home Depot, sheet metal, and then what do we do, Tara? Have it cut into the letter C? No, no, you don't cut it. You mm-hmm. bend it so that it's curved. Oh, it's bendable. Okay. Right, right. It's it's pretty flimsy. It's not real strong. Um, and you just bend it and then use some duct tape to hold it in that position like you fold the ends closer to each other so it makes a C, mm-hmm. the shape of a C. Okay. And then duct tape it into that position so it'll stay put. Oh, okay. And stay direct put. it direct it in the direction that your uh directed energy seems to be coming from and typically it'll fry the daylights out of them. <laughs> you deserve it. I okay. Everybody let's go go now. <laughs> Home Depot yeah, keep it up. On Home Depot. <laughs> okay, that's a very good one. Okay, uh, Angel's back with another question. Go ahead, Angel, before we close. Let me open them up. Out of the sheet metal, is it... Okay. When we make ahead, the Angel. C... Okay, when we make the C along the sheet metal, is it put along the wall um, flat like a C or, you know, uh, vertical against the wall so the C looks sort of 3D? Here. You're bending it into an arc. You're just yep, bending no. it into an arc. Yeah. And when you tape it to the wall, you know, with the duct tape, you don't have to tape it, it to the wall. You just tape. You you just tape the the ends of them so that'll be closer together, so it stays uh-huh. bent. I gotcha. I got okay. Okay. And is the C pointing? So the arc. You want is the open pointing? part of the C pointing towards your source of directed energy. I got you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. Well, with that, um, again, um, thank you, Angel. All right. Tara, I want to thank you again for coming on tonight's show. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to the callers. We have learned um, a great deal, and it took a lot of courage for you to uh, share and continue to reiterate your horrifying story. It's very comforting to 
to be able to speak. You know, you spend so many years being silent. Mm-hmm. If I help even if I help even one person, it'll be worth it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, Tara, I want to thank you, and I hope um, sometime in the future, maybe spring or summer, I'd love to have you back on. You know what I mean? And I, I, yeah, yeah and I want contact me. You've got my phone number. I do, and I want you to just, you know what I mean, hang tight and keep the good fight, Tara. And with that, everyone right now, you know, <laughs> thank you. Everyone right now, I'm getting ready to go ahead and end the call. We always close out with a tune, and. Uh, Keep it real, keep it blessed, and everyone, on Monday, day after tomorrow, 9 p.m., I will be on to honor Black History Month and as it reflects into targeted individuals. Good night. Good night. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.